You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member of FDIC. Well, it's Thursday. It's baseball day again. Feels like a Friday, but it is a Thursday. A Friday deep dig on a Thursday. You bring in some energy today, Bart. I've got the energy. We have a big SEC series this weekend. <laughs> oh, man, we've got to do it all over again. I should say. Have you been out to spring practice yet in football? I have not. I haven't either. I'm still I'm not a spring football guy. I don't like fall baseball, although I will go just to be outdoors. I don't care for spring football. I don't care for summer basketball. Call me when the lights come on, Bart. That's me. Yeah, when the lights come on, grandmas are in the stands. Yeah, I don't want to hear about practice. Yeah. Because all I hear is about how great somebody's going to be. And it goes back to the thing we say every year. Man, we're really hitting the ball. Does that mean we can't pitch? <laughs> Charlie, you've got to do something better, man. You, you know, today is a Thursday. You got your cup of coffee over there. I, I do. No. All right, so let's try that. Let me see if I can bring some energy now, Bart. Okay? It is Thursday, and we're going to win a baseball game this weekend. And I'll tell you why I think that. Okay, go on. Um, a couple of things. Number one, South Carolina is – they're ahead of the curve right now on, on where they ought to be. They're they are ranked in the top ten. They're twenty four and two. They're six and zero in the league, but they lead the nation in home runs. Yeah, they, they got do. the best ERA in the SEC and SEC only games. They do. They're twenty four and two. They are. They are six and zero and unbeaten. Yes, in the Southeastern Conference. And here's what I know about all streaks: they always come to an end. Absolutely. We haven't won. They haven't lost. This is the weekend that everything changes. I think South Carolina is pretty good. This is. I don't think they're as good as Vanderbilt. No, no, I don't either. I don't, I don't either. I thought Vanderbilt, we ran into a very hot team last weekend. Mm-hmm. We did. Well, we threw some gas on the heat. Well, I mean, it may have helped it a little bit, but, I mean, I'm just saying, they they coming in were a very hot team. And they're actually a good team. They are. I don't think South Carolina is that great. They're good. They're good. They're better than vegetable lasagna. But they're not. They're, they're, look, this is a good team. But this is a team, if we're sitting here on Sunday coffee with the entire series being played and we haven't won a game, I'm going to be surprised. Are you? Okay. I'm going to be surprised. And I'm not ruling out that we take two out of three this weekend. Well, I'm, I hope, oh, hey, I'll take it. If you ask me right now if I'd take two out of three this weekend, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would say yes. So if I gave you the choice. I will take it right now. No, I agree with you. When you, know, when you start looking at the numbers, South Carolina leads the nation in home runs. They've hit 66 home runs this year. Florida is second with 61. And so coming in here, they have hit a bunch of home runs. They have struck out a lot. So what does that tell you? They're up there swinging for the fences. They also walk a lot. They are the fourth most walked team in the country. 
By the way, so are we. We both have the same number of walks on the season. South Carolina has walked 169 times in 26 games. We've walked 169 times in 26 games. Now, South Carolina is probably walking because people are scared to pitch to them because they've hit so (laughs) many home runs. Well, they've also played some bad baseball teams. Well, and so I was going to get there, Charlie. There was the hook. There was the hook in the joke, and I was about to deliver it. Okay, Okay, go ahead. But what I was going to say is – South Carolina, when you start looking at who they've played this season, they opened their season against UMass Lowell. The second weekend, they played Penn. They played Clemson, who right now is 16-10. They won two out of three against Clemson. That's their good series. They they had a ton of home runs against Bethune-Cookman in the fourth non-conference weekend of the year. They went to Georgia. Georgia, by the way, is really, really struggling. I know we can't talk about a whole lot of folks right now, but Georgia is struggling. They got blown out by Georgia Southern Tuesday night. And then last weekend they played Missouri, and Missouri had a really good start to the season at home, but Missouri lost two pitchers last weekend. And so, yeah, they're 6-0 in the league, but they really haven't played as tough of a schedule. This, to me, looks like an old Kentucky non-conference schedule. Well, they just try to bank a bunch of wins early. Everybody gets that false hope. And then SEC play begins. I mean, they got us this weekend, and then they have LSU and Vanderbilt and Florida back to back to back. They've only played six road games. Yeah. Um, How about this, though? They are, if you believe in our friend Warren Nolan and his RPI machine, number three in the country in RPI, eight and one against quadrant one. So what you're saying is, is man, some of these things. Well, Missouri's going to be a quad one. They're three and zero against Missouri. They lost at Charlotte. Who else do they have? Is Clemson quad one? I guess Clemson will be a quad one team as well. Well, hey, before we get going, we are in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Startville. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com and, of course, the Farm Bureau agents all across the state of Mississippi and helping out with a disaster that, that happened last weekend, last Friday night, across the state of Mississippi. And so our friends at Farm Bureau. And this is the Tracks Plus Thursday deep dig. Charlie, last night, guess what I did? I got on an excavator. And I did some clearing. I called my buddy Chad Tillman, and I'm doing a little work down on the farm. I was doing that last night, late last night, in a mini excavator. Man, nothing better when you're getting ready for a weekend of baseball to uh, to jump on a heavy a piece of heavy equipment. And so the excavators, the Saney mini excavators and excavators, they have the Barco equipment for the Foresters, heavy equipment. Go to TraxPlus.com. Hypothetically, if one were to, say, want to, I don't know, move some turf, for example, Move some turf. Not grass. I'm thinking like synthetic turf. Let's say you had synthetic turf, and it was about 330 down one side and about 280 down the other side, and you just felt like it needed to come up. See, I'm fine with artificial on the the foul territory. I know it doesn't look aesthetically beautiful. But, uh, you know, the the home plate area, I was was thinking something. You want to know what's going to make us great again? Grass. (laughs) Grass is going to make us great. Dirt around home plate. This is, it's it's an affront to baseball. We have disrespected baseball by mixing grass and turf, 
It is what you do at a, a middle school, and it must be fixed. Is it the turf, or is it playing man, I feel like a woman by Shania Twain? Well, we did get three Shania Twain songs in the rotation in the midweek. Did we really? Yeah. That, have, that's hard to do. I've completely blocked it out. I heard the Beach Boys last week. Did they have, Did they pl- really play Hungry Eyes by Eric Carmen? I don't think so. Okay. Hey, Dad was telling me that. He, he tweeted me and said, that, hey, they just played Eric Carmen Hungry no, Eyes. I, I think they he was saying that they played Shania Twain over that. that oh. Those were the last two in the draw. Okay. The little um, dirty dancing soundtrack. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, we have baseball this weekend. South Carolina coming to town. South Carolina 6-0 in the league, Mississippi State 0-6. Hey, we like to talk about our rotation, you know, being in flux, and we have a return of TBA, one of the most heavily used starters in the Mississippi State rotation over the past couple of weeks, past couple of years, rather. Hey, South Carolina is making a change on their opening game starter. Normally they would go with Will Sanders. He's a preseason second-team All-American not starting this weekend. Instead, they're going with a sophomore, Eli Jones, getting his first SEC start. Here is what's interesting to me about this, Bart, is they are disappointed (laughs) in Will Sanders because Will Sanders, who has pitched on this season some 31 and one-third innings because he's walked like 12 guys. But, yeah, so here's the thing about Will Sanders. He was a freshman All-American two years ago. This is his draft year. He's a junior. He pitched on Team USA last year. He's got really good stuff, good fastball, and this is that draft-itis junior year. Sometimes you have guys who really perform well in that junior year with the pressures, and some guys have a tough time. And so – He's had a little bit of a tough time here early this season, so they're trying to relieve him of some pressure. Now, I would not be surprised to see the first hint of trouble, them bringing him out of the bullpen. Wouldn't surprise me at all. But last game, he went three and a third. This against Missouri, allowed five runs. I think that's probably what they're frustrated about. He has given up some home runs this year, seven. But, you know, it just goes to show kind of where we are right now versus where they are is they're upset about a guy pitching to an ERA of five and walking 12. And I'm thinking, hey, I could use him Saturday. Yeah, that's a pretty good ERA there, buddy. <laughs> <Take it. laughs> um, no, so they're, they're going to mix things up. I, uh, all right, let's, let, I want to talk about a few things uh, from last week as we come back and have some perspective. I thought, and I may be wrong, feel free to disagree with me. Obviously, Drangelo had the rough start. I thought Gartman was fine for a while. For I the first they five innings, yeah. Let him turn the lineup too many times. I mean, he got to the fourth time around. He did, and you can't do that. And I thought Nate Dome was fine. I did, I did too. I thought I thought Nate was fine. Here's the, and I thought Gartman was was okay as well. And the thing that that got to Gartman in game two, and so here's how we line it up this weekend. You know, we're going to throw Gerangelo tonight here on Thursday. And, the hey, these pitching rotations matchups brought to you by our friends at Country Pleasing Sausage. Country Pleasing, if you're looking for something to put on the grill this weekend, as you watch the dogs, or if you're coming up here to the ballpark, have an outfield spot, get that great Country Pleasing Sausage to the different varieties. Go to countrypleasing.com, and they'll ship it to you. And so 
eat what we eat, and that's hey, country. You get place. it at the game. You don't have to bring it and cook it. Oh, it's your it's dog. There for you. Got a great sausage dog at the game. All right, so. Tonight, you talked about Eli Jones, a right-hander. We've got Gerangelo going. Yeah, I go back to the point. Yeah, Gerangelo had that tough start. They hit the you know two home runs last week in the first inning. And then he settled in there a little bit. And then they got to him really good. And then I thought Gartman in the second game. Do you like Gartman in the second game or the third game? I'm a third game guy for I am Gartman, too. personally. I actually like Dome better in the second game than I do the third game. Um so I, let me ask you this question: If you have the TBA, and you've got Gartman, who is not listed as a starter, where does Bradley Lofton fit into this mix this weekend? You know, he's Saturday or be, I gotta get those wrong. Middle game, middle game. I think here's why you're not moving up Dome, right? Is if you move him up a day in the rotation, when the entire rotation, the entire series is being moved up a day, you're you're now basically taking a guy who pitched on. Sunday to Sunday pitch on to Friday. Pitch on Friday, and you do that in the major leagues. Guys aren't doing that in college. They're not, not this time of year. So I think that's why you're stuck with Dome at the back. Gerangelo, you're moving up one day. I I would be surprised if we don't see. Maybe you see Gartman then Lofton. Maybe you see Lofton then Gartman. But don't those two kind of piggyback the middle game? Isn't that where we are? Or are you now thinking, hey, maybe Gartman's an op- an option out of the bullpen? Tonight, do you go if you get into a situation tonight where the game is still competitive, but you got to take Gerangelo out after four innings, two one ball game after four, but Gerangelo's done. You going to go with Gartman long relief? To to me, he he kind of matches up with Gerangelo better. I don't like pitching Gartman and Lofton together, and here's the reason why. Both guys have really good change-ups. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, you know, of course, Gartman has a different look with his change-up. He's a right-hander. You know, he, he's like the <laughs> he's like the old guy in, in Major League. Major League. He's up there, he got Vaseline. He's just up there just throwing it. And, I, hey, last week he gave up a home run. And he came right back and went right after it through, you know, two strikes back-to-back, got a guy out. I like that. He didn't show a whole lot of emotion out there. Just uh, had to pitch a little bit too long. Last week was Gartman's problems. And so, yeah, with Gerangelo out there, Gerangelo's running fastballs from the right side up, you know, 93, 94 miles an hour. You may see Gartman back him up. Um, but to me, the pitch that makes Lofton an SEC guy, I mean, he's got a really good fastball as a left-hander, but to me it's that changeup that really, really makes him a good guy. And so do you back him against Dome? I don't want – hey, here's the thing. That's the thing about pitching Dome in game three on Saturday. I'm not holding any bullets to pair with Dome on Saturday. Yeah, no, you're right about that. I guess you just got to spend Gartman and Lofton where you need them, right? Yeah. I just don't know about bringing Lofton in out of the bullpen. I know. I, I mean, think he, it just requires a certain mentality. And he's used to starting. And, you know, the thing about Bradley – is he's he's had his troubles like Gerangelo. It's very similar. And you see this a lot of time in young guys. You see this a lot of time in freshmen where the first inning is the struggle, and if they can make it past the first inning, they really lock in and they're really good. I mean, when you look at Lofton, he has been really good when he settles in there. I mean, his stuff is, is good. His ERA right now is good. Lofton's ERA is 2.25. 
the only thing that stands out to me about Lofton is the 24 walks and 24 innings. And I know that's a big one to look at. But he's got good strikeout numbers. The batting average against him is 148. I mean, he's when he's pounding the zone, teams have not hit him. And I just wonder if there's not a certain element of Lofton that's just a gamer, a guy that's just going to compete. Well, he strikes me as a guy that the brighter the lights, the bigger he may play. I, I hated to say it like this, like you just said. You wonder if he pitches differently against South Carolina than he does against Nichols. Yeah. Just yeah. Be, just because of who's on the front of the jersey. He's, I mean, he's a competitive guy now. Highly. Um, hey, I want to go back to one thing on Gartman. Because everybody's going to pick up, or most people are going to pick up the numbers. And they're going to see that Gartman gave up eight runs against South Carolina. but Or, excuse me, against Vanderbilt last weekend. But here's what jumps out at me. Vanderbilt, nothing in the first. Nothing in the second. Nothing in the third. And one of those innings, he pitches out of a bases-loaded jam. Well, it was the third. He had a bases-loaded nobody out, and he got out of it. Gives up one in the fourth, two in the fifth. But at this point, he's been around the order like three times. Yeah. In fact, actually, they get around to four because Bradfield was hitting in the sixth for the fourth time, and then they put up five runs. Statistically, we talk all the time about complete games and that kind of thing, but one of the biggest reasons I get it, velocity and throwing hard and all those things lead to it and guys don't train for it like they used to, but the numbers just bear out. The more times through the order, the more you're going to get hit. And to send a guy out there for the fourth time, yeah, that's pretty tough. It, it was tough. They were trying to wean him as and ride him as far as they could possibly ride him last week. So, anyway – Going back to, I thought Dome was fine. I thought Gartman was fine. I don't think the earned runs and the runs on the board reflect how they pitched. What's the bigger number to you for South Carolina? Is it the home runs they've hit offensively, or is it the way they've pitched? The way they've pitched. I don't get as hung up about home run numbers as some people. And perhaps that's because, I mean, I've watched balls fly out of this part for two weeks now. I mean, so what are you going to do? Are you going to hit more home runs than Vanderbilt did? I mean, I've kind of seen the worst of that, I guess is what I'm saying. What, they hit 13? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've allowed 17 in six games. In six SEC games, we've allowed 17 home runs. What way is the wind blowing this weekend? So there's the question. Because, you know, Vanderbilt – Man, I, hey, I'm the glass half full guy this morning. Vanderbilt hit some pop fly home runs last weekend. Now, we were playing and hitting with the same wind, and we hit a lot of ground balls, which does not is not affected at all by the, which, which way the wind blows. All right, so tonight you're going to be seeing winds out of the southeast, seven, eight miles an hour. On the middle game, that's the Friday game, you're going to be seeing winds out of the south, about 13 to 15. Uh-oh, first two days, out the left. And then on Saturday, winds yet to be determined, but they look that they're going to be coming out of the west. Okay, that's out the right. Well, may not be a pitcher's weekend at the ballpark this weekend. And, hey, you look back at the, the last three times we played South Carolina, we've won the first two of the series. They won the, the third game. We've won the last three series for South Carolina. And I don't think you can bear out, you know, how teams have previously hit here because this is a completely different ballpark now. I was talking this earlier this week 
with someone and we were talking about this ballpark. It doesn't matter which way the wind blows. This is a hitter's ballpark now. And we've talked about that for a couple of years. I mean, we essentially have Alex Box sitting here in Startle. This is what LSU has played to for a long, long time, a hitter's park. This is a hitter's park now. And a hitter's park with the wind blowing out and a team that has launch angle <laughs> that's going to be up there swinging for the fences, they may hit some home runs this weekend. But that's happening all over college baseball right now. Home run numbers are up. They are. And balls are going a long way. Somebody got a little excited winding up baseballs. All right, Bart, let's go ahead and take a look at our two brothers, two guys that can smoke you, where we look at two players from the opposing team. Talk about guys that can cause a variety of damage. Bart, who do you have? I've got Ethan Petrie. Ethan Petrie right now leading South Carolina and hitting at 446. That's overall in the 26 games. But in SEC play, he is 13 for 26. He's hitting an even 500, which leads the SEC in SEC-only games. 12 home runs, second best on the team, a slugging percentage of 870, an on-base percentage of 495. That's overall for the season. He's the guy that worries me. That's Evan Petrie. He's my player that could smoke you. Brought to you by our friends at Two Brothers Smoke Meats. My guy who can smoke you is the shortstop, Braylon Wimmer. Now, Wimmer is hitting 0-8-3. He's hitting less than 100 in ball games against Mississippi State in his career. He's coming off a 2-for-15 performance against Missouri. But this is a guy who was drafted, shortstop. He's been around. He's a senior, one of the top 20 seniors in college baseball, depending on who you ask. And overall, he's hitting 333, six home runs on the year. Wimmer is due for a good game in league play. He's due for a good game against Mississippi State. The shortstop, Braylon Wimmer, is my guy who can smoke us. Well, Wimmer this year, 65 assists at shortstop. He's fielding at 943, which is, which is respectable. Five errors, so he has kicked it just a little bit, but I agree with you. He is a solid dude over there on the left side of the infield. Now, he does strike out a little bit. He strikes out 23 times, which is third most on the ball club. But, yeah, Wimmer's a guy, if he gets on base, 13 of 13 stolen bases. Hey, I want to talk about stolen bases in just a moment. And that's, of course, our two brothers that can, uh, two guys that can smoke. You're brought to you by Two Brothers Smoke Meats. If you're coming to Starkville this weekend, and people ask us all the time, hey, where would you go? Where would you go pregame? Where would you go postgame? Hey, Two Brothers, you can't go wrong there at all. Sit upstairs on the balcony. A little bit cool today. Feels good outside. you got to have a little jacket, light jacket outside. If you're sitting on the patio or the balcony upstairs, but order those wings. We're not broadcasting the game tonight, Charlie which is kind of feel very weird to us. This is the first game this year at home that we have not broadcast. As you have Mike Farron and then Todd Walker going to be doing the game tonight. And then we'll have Friday and Saturday. But uh, I guess I'll fix my book tomorrow at lunch at Two Brothers with a big pile of those smoked wings. And those are two players that can smoke you, brought to you by Two Brothers Smoked Meats. All right, you see Wimmer there, 13 of 13 is stolen bases. Charlie, we've only stolen two bases in SEC play. We're just two of three in stolen bases. Yeah, you look at our overall number, you think, man, this team runs a lot. Second most stolen bases in the SEC from an overall standpoint. I mean, we've stolen 43 bases. So 41 of our 43 stolen bases have come in non-conference play. 
Now, I will say this. I guess you flip the page to that. You're not doing a whole lot of running when you're down big, when you're down by seven, eight runs. Yeah, there have not been a lot of times where we've said, man, if we can just get this guy in scoring position. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Stack them up. We're going to need a few. Well, for us, what do you do at third base? Isaac. Yeah. I mean, I thought he had some tough errors charged against him. The first one was an air mail. The first one was his fault. I think he was a little bit, you know, geared up for that one. The second one, I thought, you know, we probably could have made that play over at first base. Yeah, so, I mean. You got to have his bat in the lineup. Got to. Which brings up another issue, and that is Dakota Jordan. You play him in the midweek. He goes three for four. Hits the ball hard a couple of times. But you're thinking, hey, man, we got to get him back in the lineup. Average up to 275. But what you can't, unless you're willing to sit Hunter Hines. Yeah, Hines. Or Luke Hancock, right? Right. South Carolina is a team that runs a little bit, not a ton, 30 of 32 in stolen bases, and you've got Wimmer who's stolen 13 of those 30. So so they don't run just a whole ton now. And they moved him, though, to the top of the order. They moved him in the leadoff spot in the middle of last weekend. He's played three straight games now at leadoff. You wonder what they're trying to do there. Are they trying to shake things up, run a little more at the top of the order? And and that's the other thing. Like, I don't know that you can look at an opposing team and say they haven't run, therefore they are not going to run against us. <laughs> and I don't say that no. to be smart. Man. I'm basically just saying, why wouldn't you run against us? That's the book on us right now. And it's not just the guys throwing it down to second base. I mean, teams are getting really, really good jumps. Yeah, we still can't execute a pickoff. Or first or and a third. Rundown. So, I don't know. I, I think you have to catch high field. And if you do that, then either Hines or Hancock have to play first, and the other one has to DH, which means who are you going to sit down if you want to get Dakota Jordan in the lineup? And how on earth can you be talking about a team that is struggling like we are and say, hey, we just don't have room for somebody. And and that's the frustrating thing. You sit here and you go through the math and you say, man, we just don't have room to get Aaron Downs in the lineup. We just don't have room to get – we got to get somebody in the lineup. But I don't know who I take out. I don't either. Because you know that the scouting report on Dakota is going to be breaking balls with South Carolina. I mean, they're going to throw him a plethora of breaking balls. But he hit breaking balls the other night. Of course, that was Sanford. Yeah, and they did hang one. They hung one big time. I mean, that was a chest-high hanging breaking ball. All right, Bart, so we always say, or you always say, it's about us. And as we go into this weekend, South Carolina, here's what we know about them. They're good. I don't think they're great. I think there is, they're a better version of Alabama with a, early, <laughs> a lot of wins early. I think they're a really good team. They're not an elite team. This isn't going to be a team that we're going to be sitting around saying, man, this was well, this was a generational team. Boy, they had a real shot. It's a weekend that we could get some wins if. And it's, the if for me starts today and every day of this entire season with one question. Can we throw strikes? And I'm not even going to ask to miss bats. I don't get people like get hung up sometimes giving up home runs. I, I don't even care anymore. Well, the, the thing about home runs is this 
it's a big difference in a solo home run and a three-run home run when you walked a guy and hit a guy before him. Yes. And to me, that's the, the South Carolina is going to hit home runs this weekend. If I were to set the over-under with a team with a swing plane that they have, the style of pitching that we have, we don't get a whole lot of sync. I'm going to set – Ten and a half? Well, I was going to set it at nine and a half. Okay. So I am a little bit more glass half full. But nine and a half, you're saying ten and a half. So, the, yeah, they're going to hit home runs. The whole question is, is what kind of home runs did they hit? They hit two grand slams in one game against Bethune-Cookman. We gave up, you know, two grand slams to Parker Nolan last week, the same guy, one game. I was going to say, I've got a counter. <laughs> well, hey, let's take a look around the SEC, and this is brought to you by our, our good friends at Heartland Catfish. Heartland producing the finest U.S. farm-raised catfish you could possibly find right here in the state of Mississippi over in the Mississippi Delta. It's straight from the farm all the way to your plate, and they serve it in great restaurants around the southeast. And this week we feature the Top of the River restaurants. Top of the River, you've got four locations, Gaston, Alabama, Anniston, Alabama, Gunnersville, Alabama, and then Mitchie, Tennessee. Which, right, you know, Mitchie is right across the state line just across from Corinth, up there close to Pickwick. And I, I talk to a lot of people that go to the top of the river restaurants. I've been up there as well. I've gone to the one in Gunnersville up there. We've been fishing before. I've swung through Anniston on the way to Atlanta. And then we've been up at Pickwick before, run up to Mitchie. And the thing about the top of the river, you got steaks. you got so many great things. they got the largest seafood platter in the world. When they put the catfish fillets, the shrimp, the boiled shrimp, the crab meat, popcorn shrimp, but they also have the broiled catfish fillets, the catfish fillets, and the great catfish that they get is from our good friends at Heartland Catfish. And so go to topoftheriverrestaurant.com. Check out the menu before you head their way to Gadsden, Anniston, Gunnersville, or Mitchie, Tennessee. And this look around the SEC brought to you by our friends at Heartland Catfish. Okay, this weekend in SEC play, tonight you've got the, us hosting South Carolina. The other game is Tennessee at LSU. That's an ESPN. You start tonight at 7 o'clock. And so that's a big series tonight. Tennessee coming in at 3-3. Three and three. They were swept their opening series. They play against LSU this weekend, who's coming in at 4-2. and two. Doe Lander against Paul Skeens in the game tonight. That should be a great pitching matchup. Then elsewhere around the league, you've got Auburn at number two, Florida. Missouri on the road at Kentucky. Georgia, whoo, Georgia's had a tough start on the road at Vanderbilt. Ole Miss on the road at Texas A&M this weekend. And Alabama off to their two and four start in the league on the road at Arkansas at four and two. So when you look around the league right now, in the SEC East, which has always been, you know, comparatively to the SEC West, the weaker of the two divisions. You've got Carolina and Vanderbilt both 6-0. and Florida and Kentucky are 5-1. and Missouri, Tennessee 3-3, three and and Georgia is 1-5. and Over here on the West, you've got LSU and Arkansas at 4-2. and Alabama and Auburn are both 2-4. and A&M is 1-5. And, and us and Ole Miss are 0-6 in the league, and that's the way the SEC stacks up so far. So this weekend, you've got State and South Carolina at 6 tonight, 6 tomorrow night, and then 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. But check local listings. Yeah, you may move some of those games around a little bit because there is impending weather in the forecast. 
Yeah, so the, it's the tomorrow night. It's Friday night, right? That's, yeah. That's the one in danger. I wouldn't be opposed to a Saturday doubleheader. Saturday doubleheader. Maybe we moved the game up last week on Friday. And so you, I don't know if you moved. I'm not a fan of that. Of moving the game up. No. I, a Friday game at 3 o'clock, that was a miserable atmosphere by comparison. Not, not, not compared to, say, Wednesday, but compared to what you would expect on an SEC weekend. Oh, yeah. It just messes up the ability of so many people to get here. It does. But it looks like those storms are going to be scattered, maybe pushed back. So maybe we'll be fine tomorrow. But all that being said, you and I will be back together on Sunday, and we will talk about Mississippi State taking two out of three from South Carolina. Cool. (laughs) All right. See you Sunday. Sunday.